This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. Do you want to bring in our next guest? He is someone certainly familiar uh, to our audience. Michael Moe, co-founder of GSV Asset Management. He has written several books, including the Global Silicon Valley Handbook. He has invested his firm in Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, so many uh, well-known companies. His new book is called The Mission, How Contemporary Capitalism Can Change the World One Business at a Time. And he joins us on the phone uh, from California. Michael, it is great to have you back with us. How are you? and tell me about your world. Carol, it's great to be with you. Um, everything is, um, you know, still, you know, we're waiting to have things open up a little bit, but, um, you know, the, the world's moving ahead nonetheless. I mean, I think the, the acceleration to digital just is um, pretty stunning. Uh, but but um, listening to uh, President Biden and talk about being able to move forward with the, 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 the vaccine, um, that that's encouraging news as well. Well, and I think you and others, and your book really gets into this, you know, we are at this interesting time where so many trends, whether it's digitization and other trends, have been accelerated because of the pandemic. It's also a time, though, that we are spending a lot of money to help out the economy, and we can think about how to do it better. Can we make you know, the world greener? Can we solve climate change at the same time? You write about better capitalism. What is better capitalism? Well, Essentially, you know, Adam Smith's Invisible Hand, which uh, created the, the concept of capitalism, uh, that invisible hand's broken. And we see that in a variety of ways. And that was certainly true before the pandemic that, that became more fractured during the pandemic. And yet we don't believe the, um, you know, the solution to this is to cut the hand off. It's really to, to fix it and fix it with um, an evolution which we call contemporary capitalism. That is, that we think that the great businesses of tomorrow will combine the ambition of a for-profit with the heart of a not-for-profit. It's this idea of multiple constituents, you know, so it's not just the, the, the shareholder, it's also the employee, it's the consumer, it's the community, it's the environment. Right. And, and, and at the center of all that is a company needs to have a sense of, of, of purpose and meaning to what they do. How is it different than, say, the conscious capitalism that John Mackey, co-founder, CEO of Whole Foods, and, and a guest, too, on our program, has written about? What's different? Yeah, I'd say that, again, I, I love what he's done, and he's certainly an influence on our thinking. I think partly what we tried to do was both to put um, some, some we, we have seven declarations in the book talking about, we think, uh, you know, principles that companies that want to reflect this new contemporary capitalism um, should, should aspire to. We purposefully kept them as general because we think this is going to get um, evolve over time into more specific ways that the companies are able to reflect that you know their their purpose, their mean, their success is 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 driven by um, fundamentals that are beyond just you know, making the most profit that they can in that quarter. Michael, reading in and prepping for uh, our conversation today, I was thinking, all right, so how does China complicate this process of kind of a better capitalism? Because don't you need global cooperation in order for it to really work on all levels? Yeah, I mean, again, I think the forces that work here are human forces, and it, and it's, it's gravity. And so as much as China has... Um, its own hybrid form of capitalism, mm. you know, uh, Chinese capitalism. 
I mean, there's, there's, you know, people are people around the world, and what people are seeking, and, and whether they say it this in an articulate way or not, is people are looking for purpose. They're looking for meaning in their life and their work. And so people being inspired or happy, you know, 70% of employees either um, don't like their work or are neutral towards their work. And you look at the research, the science behind that, there's two reasons for that. They don't feel like their, their position matters. I mean, they don't have a purpose to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they don't think their company has a purpose to what they're doing. Or if it, they do, it's not well articulated, and they don't feel like they're part of that team. And so, I mean, that's just a fundamental reality. You, you can create different... Do we lose Michael? Uh, we're we're going to see. We, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't there, know where you lost me. No, we got gotcha. you. So. Okay, so you're talking about people and the importance of, you know, what basically what their work is about. Yeah, I mean, people are seeking meaning and purpose. Right. And, and that, 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 I think, is what drives motivation, and that's going to be true whatever the political system is. No, it's, listen, you know, I have a lot of conversations with my younger nieces and nephews and even my own daughter, who's, you know, a teenager, and they really care about this stuff in terms of what companies and, you know, leaders stand for. I do wonder, too, though, how does, you know, we live in, certainly in my world, is a publicly, you know, held market world <laughs> where I know we we keep hearing conversations about multiple stakeholders and I do wonder about it, you know, if, if every multiple stakeholder is as important as the other, but does the public markets complicate this idea of better capitalism or profit with a purpose? I know it doesn't have to, but I just wonder how it complicates it. Well, I think it ultimately will be reflected in multiples paid for companies that have sustainable values to their business model. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to make more money this quarter because you were able to do shortcuts or make decisions that um, might benefit the, the, the near-term numbers. But the multiple that investors are going to put on that, in my view, um, is going to be lower. And you're starting to see this shift. Is really taking, I mean, this kind of river of business is flowing in a different way than it's ever flowed before. And so as you talk about young people, you talk about your daughter and your, and your uh, nieces and nephews. I mean, this is, a, this is a phenomena that's really embedded in you know, what people you know, are looking for and what they want. And that ultimately, ultimately, all companies are valued the same way, which is future cash flows discounted back to the day. Companies that have these mission-driven values are really, you know, that, that really equates to more of a sustainable growth, more sustainable business model which should mean that their future profits are going to be greater, which means that, you know, that what, how the market ultimately values those should be higher. Well, and it's interesting, too, because when I talk to, you know, I, you mentioned my nieces and I mentioned my nieces, and, you know, there is a feeling that capitalism is bad. And, you know, I, I try to remind them that it builds a lot of things that we take for granted today. Um, you know, what is your... What would be your message to someone if they're saying, listen, capitalism just doesn't work anymore? Yeah, I mean, again, young people where 60% believe that socialism is a better system than capitalism. It's not that they're ignorant or that they don't know history. What they've experienced is a system that feels rigged. You see growing inequality. You see where, you know, the people running companies have made, you know, the average CEO makes 400 times the average worker. And fewer and fewer people feel like they're getting a, having a fair system. Today's world, basically, your future depends on, well you, on how well you select your parents, mm-hmm. which is not, that's not a fair system. So 
people are looking for a, a better system. And that's what we're saying. You can't, in socialism, is, is 0 and 42. So we know that. So it's really how do you, as I said before, how do you fix the invisible hand of capitalism that's broken right. and make it better and make it reflect where the world's going? So what's out there on the horizon that gives you hope? Whether it's leaders, whether it's companies, whether it's the younger generation that gives you hope that capitalism can be better. Well, I, I, I think you do see it in the young entrepreneurs and what they are doing in terms of the businesses they're creating. It's not just how can they get rich. In fact, most of them are saying, how can they dent the universe for good? How can they change the world for good? You talk about Lyft as a company that you know, had uh, you know, good numbers to report um, you know, in interim. And the stock reflecting that. Well, the fact is, Lyft as a company has embedded values that I think uh, reflect a lot of what we talk about in contemporary capitalism. This mm-hmm. whole vaccine, this last 12 months of what we've gone through, this race to create a vaccine, which is just extraordinary what's happened. This is cooperation between big pharmaceutical companies, which aren't exactly the most loved, you know, and that, not the best behavior even. Right. But all of a sudden, it was sort of this kind of rallying for good, for doing, making the society better, not, not from how they make more money. Yeah, so that, I think those kind of signs are encouraging. Hey, listen, just got about 30, 40 seconds here. Just quickly, Michael, if there was one government policy, I know you talk about you know better tax incentive structures. If there's one policy that could come down that would really make a difference here, uh, what would it be? And just quickly, if you could. Yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's removing friction mm-hmm. from the, the whole startup ecosystem. And I think it really embedded more than just tax policy. It's liberating companies to attack big problems and have investors support those problems that they're going to make the world better. So whether that's health care, whether that's education, right. whether that's environment and climate, and then we can, we can, we can create the incentives to, to see, see the resources and, and, and focus devoted there. I always feel inspired, Michael. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Michael Moe, co-founder of GSV Asset Management. Check out his book, The Mission Corporation, How Contemporary Capitalism Can Change the World One Business at a Time. 